I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I don't know how I've managed to pull off this week's podcast guest, but I have, and I'm very excited because uh, I'm here joined in the actual flesh with Tommy. Morning. Tommy's actually quite nervous because we have quite different approaches. (laughs) We have quite different approaches to work and to life in general. So if it had been up to Tommy, I would have sent him all the questions in advance and he would have meticulously prepared each one. But um, I'm lastminute.com. So (laughs) even 10 minutes before coming on, he was like, so what are you going to ask me? I was like, I genuinely don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming in cold. Alf is now a year old. He is. Mm. First of all, it's an honour to be on the podcast. Do you know what it's called? Dad's the word. (laughs) (laughs) Babe, I'm very excited. I've basically emotionally blackmailed him on. I actually did um, an Instagram poll with you guys before even asking him. I was like, what questions should we ask him? And then it was just um, a series of emotional blackmail of, I carried your child for nine months. (laughs) I pushed out your child, but um, I'm actually really excited because a lot of the questions are really good and stuff that maybe we haven't talked about. And also, I think, especially in like the mum world, we talk so much about our own feelings that maybe we forget about the dads and their feelings. And so it'd be interesting to get a different perspective. Are you ready? I'm ready. So they're, they're all nice questions. I'm not out to... I'm not out to get you, but who knows? Depending on the answers, <laughs> we, we might have a public breakup. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we start nicely? So, like, it's been a year since we've been on this parenthood journey. So how would you reflect on your first year of fatherhood? Good question. It's been a roller coaster, hasn't it, of emotions and being a, a father in lockdown, um, moving house, moving to another county, being in a new relationship. You know, there's a lot been going on this year, but having Alf has just made everything a lot better and happier for me with so much craziness going on in the world. There's there's so many challenges and, you know, it, there's a lot of changes that are happening constantly every day, but... I'm loving it. That is the crazy thing that you said, that we are actually in a new relationship. Yeah. So how has that been? Because like you said, we've like, you've basically adjusted to dating someone new, moving in together. Kind of like, so just for context, Tommy and I actually (laughs) didn't really plan to move in together. We, um, when Boris made that first lockdown announcement, you were at my flat, weren't you? And then we were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because we didn't know how long the lockdown was going to be. So we didn't know whether to like, Part of us was like, oh my God, we might be locked down for a long time. Should we should we do it separately? And then the other part was like, oh my God, we might be locked down for a long time and then we might not see each other for ages. So yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been it hasn't been a normal a normal what is a normal relationship, but it, yeah, it's been there's there's been a lot fast forwarded. Um but I felt like, you know, being in that situation lockdown felt the complete right thing. It's been an amazing journey, you know, when I, we don't really talk about it like day in, day out, do we? But when now I'm on your podcast, I might as well. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it, 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 it's been incredible. And there's so many things that I'm proud of this year. And, you know, since we've had Alfie and what you've, you know, what you've, what you've done this year and 
how incredible this podcast is as well and seeing you grow so it's um nothing but nothing but love (laughs) (laughs) how do you think like basically because we talk a lot about mum guilt so the guilt of like either if you've got to go back to work not being there for the baby or if you don't go back to work feeling guilty about your relationship like there's just the talk of mum guilt all the time but we never really hear talk of dad guilt do you ever feel do you ever feel guilty? <laughs> do you ever feel guilty for leaving me with your son while you go to work? <laughs> <laughs> I've been lucky. I've worked from home the majority of the last two years. Um, I've been in the office, you know, here and there when things have sort of. But not even just bit, in the context but, of work. But do you ever feel? Do you ever experience a form of dad guilt? Yeah, during the Euros. <laughs> oh Probably. my god this is how different um, Tom's trying to rack his brains like when have I felt guilty when have I felt guilty <laughs> oh yeah I felt guilty when every moment every time there was a football game on during the Euros which by the way is quite a lot that he wanted to go watch it well, I've always wanted to do a World Cup or Euros and I was lucky enough to do a few of the games and obviously leaving you all day during those times I did feel very guilty but you know I, th- I feel like it's it's about compromise and it's about support and I try and make up for for those things by doing breakfast and and and, and helping out with lunch and dinner and and tidying and cleaning and doing things you know around the house that I can control. I can't control you know when Alf needs you and he needs feeding and he needs his mum, but I can do the things that make your life easier. To be fair, you have actually been pretty considerate as well. Like apart from the Euros, that was actually the first time, I think. How old would Alf have been? The Euros in May. Yeah, he would have been a few months so old. So five yeah. months old. That was the first time I experienced major FOMO because I felt before then we'd been in lockdown, not much was happening. I was pretty content in my bubble. And then suddenly we were kind of like allowed out. And even people that didn't like football, like most of my friends were at beer gardens celebrating the Euros. And I was like, cool. I'll just see you all later then. I don't even know why. Like, I think if it happened now, I'd probably just go to the pub with my friends. But well, yeah, no. Well, now well, it was. Yeah, we we were. Alpha still young. So young. Now we just take him everywhere because you just learn and develop as each month goes past. You get more fearless. Babies are more durable than you think. Do you feel like you've had to compromise your what you thought you would want from parenting to kind of? no do you know what like you have to compromise like you can't you can't be selfish anymore as a dad like you when you when you become a dad it's not about you anymore it's about Bubba it's about you probably the dog then me so I'm (laughs) I'm fourth in the pecking order now and I know my place but I don't feel like I've had to compromise my life like you have to adapt and change you know, we we try and you know if you give me like half an hour a day to go go for a run or go in the, go to the gym or, or whatever it is that makes me a better dad and a better person and makes me happy. Whether it's going to play PlayStation or going for a walk or you, you know, don't play PlayStation. No, but other dads. So you know, it's it's about compromise and similar with you. Like if I know that I can help you by taking out for a walk for an hour or so or running you a bath, or, you know, taking it out of your hands for for whatever, for however long, that makes you more relaxed, makes you more at ease. And I always say, yeah, but I'm always would thinking you about wanted, how I can help. Would you have wanted us to be in more of a routine? No, not necessarily. It's hard. It's so hard to have routines in lockdown now, isn't there? Like it's every, every single week change, every month changes. You get a routine and then things change. So um, I would love more of a routine with Alf sleeping. I think we both would. <laughs> like that's, We're working on the sleep. That, that's one thing that's like obviously difficult. The first six months compared to the last six months, we found more of a routine with him, i.e. I, like when we feed him, now he's weaning, bath time. We don't have a strict routine, but... I mean, we literally have zero routine. No, he, we he, eats, he eats and he has a bath, but it's not like, say, for example, like my sister... They know that at 5.30 he eats, at 6 he goes in the bath. I think it's about half an hour later. Like, we don't have that. Yeah, mate. well, maybe. We've started to get better. He has a bath around 7-ish. <laughs> and Last night, 8. 
yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we have no routine. Uh, so to be fair, that is like quite a lot of like, quite a lot of the questions are around like sleep and stuff. Cause obviously we co-sleep with Al, he's a boob man. How has co-sleeping affected you? Like, would you, would you have chosen it? Because I don't remember us like really having a conversation about it, but equally I don't remember you ever being like, no, I really don't want him in the bed. It just kind of happened, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's I've always taken the, the opinion that it's your decision around because Alf's always been such a boob man. He's so dependent on you, especially in the nights, that it's difficult not for him not to co-sleep, and that's where he feels most, you know safe and warm and i think I basically what tommy's saying is if he'd have had an, a choice he definitely would have done cry out no i would have i would have controlled I would have dipped my toes into it i would have i would have yeah maybe maybe explored it but i equally i completely respect why we haven't done it and he is such a happy little dude that is my only thing i think that i've been really firm on like for me I would just, I don't want to do quiet out. And it's funny because actually like loads of parents, like people that I know really well, people that I don't know, I feel like that's always the thing of like, if you want them to sleep, let them cry out. And I find it really hard to know how to respond to it because obviously you don't want to offend people. But like for me personally, it's something that I have n- never been willing to compromise on. I keep saying to Tommy, I would rather never sleep again. I'm like, if you want to go sleep in the spare room, you can sleep in the spare room. Yeah, but that's the, that's the beauty of being a parent is you make those decisions yourself and there's no there's no playbook. There's no right or wrong answer. You know, everyone has their opinions on how they should do things. Um, and... And yeah, like, you know, Alf doesn't sleep as well as he could do, but there's so many other benefits of that that we see in, during the day and the way he the way he acts and his emotions and his, he's a sensitive little dude, but he's such a happy little guy. He's so, so happy. He doesn't so really cry. So, yeah. yeah. I was going to say also with co-sleeping, I don't think that I ever made a decision to co-sleep. I genuinely... Like, I Just love, do you remember how excited I was about my snoo? Yeah. You know, the the bed bassinet, is it a bassinet or a bassinet? I never know, but the bed bassinet that it like rocks and it's meant to mimic the sound of the womb. And I was so excited about it. And I spent a fortune buying like all the different sheets and swaddles. But because my birth was like so horrific and I had like stitches and everything else, I found it quite hard to, I think our bed, which I'm lying on now, um, it's quite low compared to like a standard bed. So, I mean, it's a great bed because it's got a velvet like cushion thing on it. So for breastfeeding and stuff, it's been great because it's soft instead of a hard frame. If you're pregnant and you're looking for a bed, I'd recommend uh, recommend it, soft frame bed instead of, no, because if you're on like a headrest, but it is slightly lower than your average bed, I've now figured out. So when it came to putting him in snoo, it just felt really like he he was a heavy baby as well. He was 9.5 pounds at birth and it was a lot to try and like maneuver him in and out of somewhere. Whereas I just, I don't know, I felt like my instinct was like telling me just to keep him on me and it did make breastfeeding easier and it felt quite magical. And then it kind of just became a bit of habit. But I remember saying, when we move house, when we move house, he'll be in his room. When we do this, he'll be in his room. Little but... dude's going to be 18, still sleeping in our bed. <laughs> Inviting his girlfriend Invite, yeah. around. Don't... And I'll be like, hop in. <laughs> Don't mind us. How do you feel knowing that you get to sleep and I don't? <laughs> that was, that was, I didn't actually make that question that somebody asked. Look, I know I get more sleep than you. I know that. But it is it is broken. It's it, it, even though I I can't physically feed him, he doesn't take a bottle. He's just the boob man. My job is when he wakes up is to push him towards the boob, maneuver him into the <laughs> boob, and sort of roll back over to the other side. And I'm pretty good at doing that three or four times in the night. But I'm happy. I don't need I don't I don't need much sleep. I, why are you laughing? I'm laughing because like I know I know the pain of the person that asked this because basically most mornings Tom will be like, oh, I was up loads last night. God, I barely slept, and I'm up in the night. Like I am up, and I don't get to sleep with the duvet. Obviously, with safety, with co-sleeping, and so we put Alf on top of the duvet. So I'm normally there 
shivering away <laughs> with a boob out, <laughs> feeding out, picking him up, moving him around. This guy next to me, sound asleep under the duvet. <laughs> and then he'll be like, no, I always help when he, I always help when he wakes up. <laughs> so I feel like the person that asked this is probably like... It's, a, it's, it's it, For a dad, if for a baby co-sleeping, and as dads, you, you, you probably do get more sleep. Well, you, you definitely get Probably. more. You do get more sleep. It's a minefield in the morning asking, especially when my mum stays over and she says, how did he sleep last night? And you've got to be quite conservative. You've sort of got to say, not great, but not bad. So Tom just guesses. He goes, I, yeah, really well last night. And I'm like, he was up all night. And he's like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> there's, there's no right answer there. But no, you you have been, you've been amazing there's there's like it's crazy how little sleep you need and how your body adapts um although you know there are times when you're like shit what do i do for a living (laughs) (laughs) there's times when i've been presenting at work and i just can't find my words i'm not the most articulate at the best of time but on little sleep it's uh it can be difficult. I also look back at pictures of us from my pregnancy and I'm like, oh, we look so well rested. <laughs> we look like both really fresh. Yeah, our eyes are open. Interestingly, breastfeeding, I feel like it's kind of interlinked with sleep, isn't it? Because I suppose that is one of the main reasons that we co-slept and it's worked for us. But do you feel as the dad, obviously, like you're not able to breastfeed biologically? Like, do you feel like you've missed out at all on any of the parenting? What, from like a bonding perspective? Um, the first the first few months is 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 probably the most challenging from like a, a bonding perception with your with your baby. I've I found he starts to re- he doesn't really start to realise who you are until you know after the first few months. I would say so that that was fairly challenging that bonding piece like I've always like I now he now I feel like our relationship is so much stronger than it was at the start like he knows who I am he recognizes my face he's starting to say d daddy yeah he goes d um and I feel like a a lot stronger bond with him yeah but whereas the start it, it it was it was trickier but I've never felt resentment or you know anything any of those sort of feelings from you breastfeeding I'm very proud of of how you champion breastfeeding and 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 I know it's difficult for a lot of women to continue it for whatever reasons but you've always been so strong and yeah I have no no resentment for you in that sense. How do you feel like it's impacted how you've been able to help because I think and by the way that's not me asking that lots of people ask that because I think there's like this rightly or wrongly sort of um perception that so, so a lot of people say I didn't want to breastfeed because I wanted both parents to be equally bonded, um, or they say I wanted I wanted parenthood to be equal. So, did you feel how did you feel that you could contribute to parenthood without the feeding side of it? It's hard to contribute from a neuro nutritious side of things. Now, obviously, like. I make his breakfast and I'll give him lunch and I can give him dinner. Also, you've always cooked for me. Yeah, I guess I guess from that side, like outside of, I guess it's just about like what can what can I do or what can new dads do to support you so you don't have to worry about keeping the house tidy. So you know, I would I would do all the cleaning and the washing up and the dishwasher and um, washing clothes. Basically, I was like. By the way, Cinderella. I do sometimes. I do sometimes. <laughs> Tommy's making it sound like he's literally Cinderella. Like <laughs> I am. Uh, no, but yeah, but I, I I still cook every night, and you are very messy. So I'll clean up every after you. I'm not messy. But no, but I'm, you're like in a, in a nice way. I'm like, clean, messy. So you're, like you're, I'm you'll, you'll put messy. something down and leave it there for five days and just forget about it. I will watch you do it and I'll say in my head I'm like that's going to stay there for a week and I'll test you and you won't and you won't touch it. But what Tommy does is he will get that thing and throw it in a cupboard whereas my cupboards are like immaculately. I would rather the messy Basically, thing be out on the surface. You're the clean fridge. behind closed eyes. Your cupboards are beautiful but everything else is is messy which is just mad. Anyway, I would say like I focus on the house and 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 the cooking and cleaning. And stuff also, like you that. you've really enjoyed. I'd say less so much now, but definitely at the beginning, you loved like picking out his outfits like, and yeah, yeah, putting yeah, him yeah. in like your mini me like outfits. Yeah, and yeah, you've always changed nappies. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been afraid of... I mean, the first nappy you do is the scariest. I'm the oldest child. A couple of my mates, have close mates, have had babies, but then they sort of moved away. So I haven't been around babies a lot. I've always wanted a, a baby. I think I've, I've never been scared of having kids. It's always been part of something I wanted to do, have a family. But the practical side of having a baby, you just, you can't, it's just hard to prepare for. <laughs> you, unless you've got, you know, nieces, nephews, or young brothers and sisters, it's difficult to know how to change a nappy, to know, you know, what temperature the bath needs to be, what, you know, what, how much lotion do I need to put on him, how warm does he need to be? But you just learn, you just deal with it and just get on with it, don't you? That's so funny. I just remembered that when Alf was like first, when he first came into the world, we had this little egg. I think it might be the Tommy Tippy one, but anyway, it was like an egg that had the temperature on. And if it was perfect temperature, it'd be like orange or yellow. And if it was red it meant the room was too hot and if it was blue the room was too cold and you were like obsessive about that little egg weren't you you'd yeah. constantly be like opening windows putting the heating on closing the window like worrying it's too so hot much. it's too cold well, I, th- I think it might be too hot the egg's red yeah. <laughs> but now now i'm like you just you just learn and adapt and you just get on with it i've and you you're less uptight i would say it's funny because you actually I mean, I guess it's like similar to like our approach to work and stuff. Like I'm very like lastminute.com and I'm like, it'll be fine. Whereas you like to be like really, really prepared. And I think that was our approach. Like during pregnancy, I don't think I read a single book and I was just like, meh, we'll figure it out. Whereas you, I think, read two books and you were like doing all your research. And I don't know. It's weird. Like for work and for a lot of things in life, I, I like to do my research and be prepared. Um, I like to know the content that I'm presenting or, or I'm talking about. But yeah, with with having the little man, like I did I did do research, but not as much as I could have done in hindsight. You know, we did, you know, a lot of people do the NTA classes. MCT. <laughs> what is NTA? Like, NTA. The NTAs are the national oh, TV. Oh god, awards. that's an award you dragged me to. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly that. <laughs> Sometimes I actually regret not doing the NCT classes because I feel yeah, like a lot of people me too. met like people going through it at the same time. Do you? I find it. My best mate Shane. He every he goes to these NCT classes, and every time I see him on there, he's got a beer in his hand. And I just think, where are, where are these NCT classes? <laughs> Why are they at the pub? <laughs> um, but no, you, like, I, I think you're right, especially moving to a new area. And we- I guess to be fair, if we'd have done the NCT classes, it would have been in Battersea. So actually, we would, would have, have been, still yeah. not had anyone. We did around. do one a form of NCT, but you know, we blitzed it out in a weekend. Yeah, and it was like a private one-on-one yeah. class, which um, was really helpful, and obviously. Like the NCT classes are really useful and they help you feel more prepared um, because the scariest thing is taking him from the hospital back home and it's just like, right, shit, what do we do now? We've got this little precious thing. That's actually a really interesting thing because like you, obviously we talk about birth stories a lot, whether they're like positive ones or whether we're honest about it and you know, in my case and some of my previous podcast guest hosts, like the more tricky, challenging ones. So what was the birth experience uh, like for you? God. How was childbirth for you, oh, darling? Childbirth. You, you the, the build up to childbirth, you're you're on you're on edge. You're 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 constantly thinking like this could be the time, this could is this gonna be the time, is this gonna be the time? Um and like unless you speak to someone who's gone through it, I would definitely recommend speaking to someone who's gone through it as a dad to get to have an un- and, and read the books to have an understanding of what to look out for well i remember we actually it was, thought it was coming on christmas eve didn't we and it, we like yeah. panicked made sure we had all the bags packed and then they just stayed by the door until the 9th of jan but yeah but we i think we got there all right and you know i, I was allowed i wasn't allowed in the start and then and then and then i was allowed in um pretty early on which was which was which was obviously amazing the whole experience as a dad is just like right, what can I do to support Ash and make her more comfortable? It's not about me at all. <laughs> I, I, I I made it my mission to stay awake the whole time. And oh, you, cheers, love. And you, <laughs> no, but it was like 18 hours and, and the nurse said, like, you can go away now or you can go sleep. 
I was absolutely fuming, by the way, with the midwives because they. I was obviously like in a world of pain. It wasn't the contractions so much that I found bad, but because I had the pelvic girdle pain, it was like this constant pain and I thought I was dying. And they kept going to Tommy, oh, if you want to go and have a nap, this would be a good time to have a nap. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm oh, fuck off. <laughs> why does he get to go have a Not even like, why does he get to have a nap? As in like, of course, if he was tired, but I was like, please don't leave me. Yeah, Don't leave me like this. And then yeah, and yeah, and then it's just and it's just like trying to appease you and make sure you're happy and you ask for a, what's the word C-section. a C-section. I was like, I need a Pretty C-section. Cut on. it out! Cut it out! And I was like, I don't. I think that ship sailed, love. Um, and, <laughs> and the nurse is like, yeah, that's that's that can't happen right now. But I, like the whole experience, like you were. And we don't talk about. We haven't talked about this a lot, but you were incredible. Like my respect for women in general went up a thousand times after experiencing childbirth and seeing what Ash went through and seeing her bringing my little boy into the world. I was all right the whole way. I was like holding your hand and, and, and trying to comfort you and, and, and speak to you the whole way. And I was together and then- Doing my Thames machine. Doing, yeah, your Thames machine. God, the Thames machine. And then and then I just broke, I was just a mess. I just, I, it all sort of, overwhelmed me to what at, at the end when you know little you could hear little man come in and I think at one point the nurses said his heart rate had slowed down mm-hmm. um and you were obviously in so much pain but just doing so well and just pushing through it and I just had to step into the bathroom and have a little cry <laughs> I was like all right I'll be back in a minute <laughs> um and that was that was that was just like you just can't explain those emotions um, and then I came back, dusted myself off, and um, and then obviously he, there he was. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. We gave birth at, I say we, I gave birth at Chelsea in Westminster and they had this thing which I've been told has now been cancelled around the country which is gutting but called continuity of care. So you basically have the same midwife throughout your whole experience like they came to our house, it was NHS and none of it was private. So um, we had the same midwife and every time she came over, Tom was like, I don't think she likes me. (laughs) I tried so hard with her. I was like, but it's not about you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> that, that's it. It's literally, it's not about me. So no, but no, like I felt, I felt relaxed around her and I knew she'd take care of you. But obviously like no one prepares you for childbirth. There's a lot of hush hush around childbirth from both sides I feel like even if even if like one of your best friends has a baby and you say how was a childbirth you both sort of look at each other and just you know it was tough and there's extremities of how tough it is but then you don't go into the details and you definitely don't share the details with people who are about to have children but I think you you know I think you should do you can do it would definitely help me I had I, I went in like blind going into that I had no idea what to expect or how tough it was going to be quite a common question was um did it make you view my body in a different way yeah I think having a baby in general you know you know I've, I've never looked at boobs the same way again since, <laughs> since you had a baby what about the vagina uh the vagina by the way, Tom, Tom still won't tell me if I pooed in, in childbirth or not. I always ask him, and I'm like, did I poo? Because obviously, like, you're always really embarrassed about that. And he's like, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about that it. That definitely means yes. Just don't but... worry about it. <laughs> Has it made you view my body differently, say, like, before childbirth, before you had to see the sights of Alf coming out you, to you now? You quickly forget. You, you, you're funny how your your brain works. <laughs> funny how just, Blake's brain works. Yeah, it just throws it down the down the well and just yeah. It, it's obviously like extremely graphic, and birthing is an incredible thing when you think about it. It's mad, like what your body does and how it changes and adapts is incredible. I've never viewed you differently since you since you went through that. I like, think it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because maybe there's that's a just lot me, of though, I don't know. There's, and I hope it's not just you. I'd feel a bit like gutted if men saw someone birth from a child and then were like, oh, <laughs> stay away from me. But I think what's really interesting is there's lots of like talk and fear, I guess, around like sex and intimacy after birth. <laughs> but what I think I forgot is that it's not just me that's scared because I remember you being like, do you not think I'm scared of hurting you? And I think that's like a really like interesting point because we did have loads of questions around like sex and intimacy. But obviously after, I, obviously I can only speak from your experience, but I feel like after seeing me go through that and obviously knowing that I have stitches and all of that stuff, like Tom was a bit like, I'm scared as well. Whereas I feel like we are society in general makes us feel like if we don't put out our husbands are going to leave us or our boyfriends are going to leave us but you said like you're saying it's not like that at all and like also you're too tired for sex like (laughs) don't look new dads new mom you're not having sex don't worry like it's all good like the little person is keeping you busy enough by the time you finish the day the last thing you want to do is is get down <laughs> so but uh, you know like I also think it's the communication though isn't it because I suppose if like you we never ever talked about it it might be like say I might be thinking like oh my god does he not find me attractive anymore or you might be like oh like she doesn't want yeah, it yeah no but just that's just like having like a good line of communication is it helps with everything like regardless of you know sex whatever it is like if you communicate how you're feeling because there's so many new emotions, there's new feelings being a new parent. Like it's all new to you and it's constantly changing and evolving. Um, and we've 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 discovered it. Like we've had a quite a few Barneys because we weren't communicating and then it just builds up and builds up and, and then it all just explodes and comes out and it's not healthy. Did you feel connected to Alf straight away? So like the moment he came out? Yeah, I think so. You, you're just like you're thinking like what's this what's he gonna look like like what is he gonna be does he gonna look like me is he gonna look like you he didn't really look like any of us <laughs> when he first came when he first came out we were like is this our baby <laughs> he was like purple <laughs> he was like purple bruised Swimming. but 
he's just a love, instant love for this little dude. Like, it's like, you can't explain it. But see, I didn't have that. You didn't, I know, yeah, I know you didn't have that. If I'm being honest, I had that straight away. I remember saying to Tommy, like, do you love him? And he was like, yeah, I've never experienced anything like it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just remember, like, do you remember when you took him home? And I was like, hello, like, <laughs> you live here now. <laughs> Hope you like. <laughs> and then obviously it grew. But I remember saying to you, do you love him? And you were like, yeah. Yeah, it's just all, it's just all so surreal. Like, you can't. You can't explain it. That I, I I felt straight away. Oh my god! I've just created a little baby. Like what? What do we do now? It wasn't like I wasn't worried about. Oh my god! Do I love him or? I'm. I, you know. It was more. Okay. How do we keep him alive? Like what? <laughs> what? What do we do now? Everything's changed. I think that's such the biggest thing about being a new parent is that that point I mentioned before around like you you can't ever be selfish anymore. Like, you know, whatever you did pre-baby, you know, it's great to try and keep your routine and it's great to try and keep doing things that you enjoy, wear fit, but your priority has to be the little the little dude, the little the little bubba right now. And that's like the biggest adaptment and, and change, I would say. I feel like for our relationship, the biggest change is um, the fact that it's not about us anymore. Like, to be, like we always said in the, in the few months that we had together before ALF or before pregnancy, we were like, we're going to go and have loads of adventures. <laughs> and we loved like going out and our life was like really sociable, both independently and together. And then obviously lockdown happened. So I feel like that kind of changed our relationship in a way more than having a baby did, because obviously mm. I wasn't traveling anymore or DJing anymore and we were both living in the house together we like you weren't seeing your mates or I wasn't seeing my mates and you know we had quite a few like big dinner parties before lockdown so I feel like for like that in terms of like our relationship changing that was probably like the biggest change I think but then I'm actually interested to know as like a dad or obviously you specifically like I I guess after we had Alf, so immediately after childbirth, I had, first of all, was like obviously like the physical recovery. And then second of all, I'd say from about like four months onwards is when I started to like really struggle mentally. So Mm. what was that like for you, like navigating my mental health and my physical health? It's a a, a tricky one. I feel like the first four to six months is definitely the hardest like I've I found it the hardest I think it took a toll on our relationship I know you found it the hardest I see I I thought Um, it was really good at the beginning really yeah like the first sight few months I I thought I I I thought they were the trickiest if I'm being honest I thought they were the trickiest months but because because it's all so new and everything everything is just you're learning to adapt to the change but I feel like I was in a love bubble for the first sight maybe that was the lockdown that was because it was locked down and I feel like every single person who's had a baby in lockdown had experienced these 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 like challenges and difficulties. To your question around the mental health piece, I don't know. Like I'm always quite a positive person, trying <laughs> probably delusional positivity um, and a delusional optimist about everything. I do struggle, and we've had arguments because over not taking the positive out of things and yeah. So we always joke that Tom's like. Tom's cup is overflowing, whereas my cup is very <laughs> empty. But I think what was hard is that you, obviously, like with mental health, it's different to just like being negative, isn't it? No, and I, know, I think I that's like the stigma around it. So I think Tom found it really hard until we had like a proper good conversation about it, where I actually broke it all down, like how I felt and why I felt. Um, so, for example, like. Obviously, we've moved. We moved house, so from a flat into a bigger house out of London, and obviously, we've got like a beautiful baby boy. So Tom was very much like, "What's wrong with you? Like, you should not." Watch, but as in, like, look on the bright side. You were very much like, "We live in the like a beautiful house. We live here. Like, yeah, why yeah. can't you just look on the bright side?" Whereas, once I actually broke down how I felt and how it's like that, that the mother identity or that that feeling of like you've lost your previous self. Like, I I feel like guys don't feel it as much well I mean I guess your life I mean it changes but not to yeah, the our, extent our life, our life isn't impacted as much as yours like that's, that's and once I actually said like yeah we've moved to 
like a bigger house, but it's also away from my friends and I'm lonely and I like, you know, I, I'm not DJing anymore and I'm watching, well, like, you know, once I actually broke down more than just what I was like complaining about on the surface, I feel like then it's like, it's but that, it, it goes back to the communication piece. Like you, you, with being a new parent, you, you are so focused on, on looking after the little, the little person you sometimes forget to take a breath and talk to your other half and say like how we not other half because we are two holes sorry (laughs) talk to your talk to your wife your girlfriend your whatever um he nearly said missus he was like oh she doesn't like that one either (laughs) not gonna say that um it's, it's just so important to talk this is a question that was asked quite a lot but I know it's something that's come up with us, like that feeling. Obviously, I've talked a lot about like the resentment of how it's not as hard for dads. And, you know, you guys kind of, I mean, obviously you don't go through childbirth. You go back to work after a couple of weeks, depending on what the paternity leave situation is. And I, because I've like kind of always been working throughout, I have found it, I have had like resentment, haven't I? Like yeah. being like, it's not fair why do you get to go back to work and I don't or all the mental load and the the child organizing's on me like how did you find navigating that resentment and how would what would you recommend to like anyone who's listening what would you recommend to anyone who's listening in particular you know it'll be a lot of mums listening who are maybe feeling resentment towards their their partners like how did you navigate it or what advice would you give around that yeah, I think first of all, like two weeks paternity leave isn't long enough. Like for most, for most people who work for an employee, employer, you have you know standard two weeks, which is not long enough because the first week is a blur and you're not sleeping and you know your body is in so much sort of pain and discomfort. You know you could hardly move. And then the second week goes so quickly, and before you know it, bang, you're back at work. Well, also, and I was in pain for six weeks. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Sorry. <laughs> so that that like in hindsight, I would have taken longer. I'm very lucky that my, my the place I work gives six weeks, and I should have taken longer in hindsight. Um, but you know, the majority of employees will give two weeks, which I just don't feel is long enough. How did you feel though when I was like basically like resenting you? Or what, what do you wish I had done differently? Or or like, did you actually understand where the resentment came from? Or were you just like, well, I remember you saying at one point, like, well, what, what did you expect? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like, because like, I've never felt like I've been in a domestic role or in a kind of like, I do feel like since having a baby, it, it has made me feel like I'm more in a kind of gendered role than I've ever like had to feel in my life. Like, you know, I still feel like as progressive and, equal as we are getting like you have a baby and whether it's because of biological reasons or whatever like I was like why am I the one that has to stay at home like I want to be out working and doing all this stuff and I feel like you know the dads get praised for doing so little whereas the mums get criticism for doing so little yeah um, I, I agree like it the mum the mums are the superstars the mums like you know especially like the the start of a baby's life like the mum is number one and you know you're always going to be number one, but especially that start, like they need they need you, and you need more support than ever. So you know it just goes back to my point before, like whatever I can control outside of baby, whether that is food, shopping, cleaning, washing, whatever whatever it is, make basically make sure that you feel as l- the the things that stress you out outside of baby shouldn't exist, and and. For me, that was that was the biggest thing to, for me to focus on. The resentment piece was difficult because we don't have, you know, you don't have like a normal a normal job per se. You know, like you didn't get any maternity leave. You still worked throughout your like from the day he was born. You still you didn't stop working basically. So you know, juggling that was difficult and. You know, you, you do some pretty crazy stuff. To be honest, this podcast has been easy compared to taking a picture for Ashley. <laughs> that has been our biggest, that has been the biggest frustration for me is getting the framing right and your bloody pictures. 
<laughs> that is yeah, been, motherhood's been a doddle yeah, compared mother, to being yeah, like the Insta husband. The resentment I get from <laughs> getting your bloody framing wrong uh, is the trickiest bit. But I think it has been hard for you to, like, especially for me when I started going back to work and we didn't have childcare support, you know, parents weren't as close by and, you know, we didn't have any support at the early days. That was really, that was really hard. It's quite nice actually looking like reflecting back because even though we're talking quite openly about, you know, like the the challenges that we've had in our relationship, I feel like a year on, like, I mean, we've always been in a good place and that's never been like, we've not thought that we thought we weren't right for each other. No, never. I feel like a lot of the challenges that we're talking about, we are, we have actually like worked through them. And I think, you know, actually like, you know, having you guys on social media has been amazing because when I was in that stage where I I was trying to juggle it all, Tom was obviously um, working, even if he was working from home, obviously he, the luxury of getting to go into your (laughs) office and close the door. (laughs) Whereas I was just trying to like be with Alf and get my work done, which was kind of making me bad at both. And, um, you know, it was a few of you guys that told me about childcare.com, which is how we found our amazing nanny Razia, who just comes for like a few hours, a couple of times a week, which allows me just to like, a focus on my work but be like leave Alf and I feel like that it's like anything isn't it you have to be able to leave them leave it leave him leave whatever to be able to like appreciate them and that like I think was like the biggest turning point for like me because I I, it kind of helped with the resentment because I no longer I got to do my work as well and obviously as Alf gets older like it would be literally impossible for me to try and work around him because he'd probably like ram his hands into a door or something but I feel like our relationship has evolved a lot because I don't know like yeah when we when you look back like we've gone through a lot and we we've we've faced a lot of challenges like any new parents and in any new parents in general but any new parents in lockdown as well you know there's, there's so much like uncertainty and um and you know it, it's so it is so difficult to to know what's around the corner and how to adapt and change to to, to, to what's going on. But I feel like if we look back in a year, I, I said last night, this, we've done so much this year, and like I'm so proud of you know what you've done and how you've you've raised Alf and how, the way he is now. Um, but I feel like you know as a new parent, you're going to put so much pressure and on yourself, but. You know, you just you just don't need to. And it like, goes so quickly. It goes so quickly. The old cliche. It's mad. Like he's yeah, it's nearly one. Well, he's one today. Like crazy. Yeah, but at the time that this podcast comes out, who will be one today? Yeah. So, um, I would say like if anyone's listening and they are going through like the the resentment and the struggles and maybe like they feel like you know they're on like. Just they're not getting on with their partners like I would say like what I we did it at the beginning actually and then I guess you get lost in it a little bit but it's almost like every week you think like what was hard last week well I found this really hard like I I, I resent that you went got to go to work because I really struggle it's almost like breaking it down isn't it because with resentment it's like well so what aren't you doing that you want to get done and then almost trying to find a solution obviously like can you afford childcare? can you like move closer to parents so that they can help with free childcare? Can like, what can you do? And it's almost trying to like fix each hurdle, isn't it? So that it's better the following week. And like loads of times we have to be like, Oh, we need to remember to be kinder to each other. Yeah. Cause like when you're tired and you're stressed and everything else, but. Just go for a walk, like (laughs) get some fresh air. The amount of walking we did around Battersea Park and around the park we live now like that is good get out of get out of your house <laughs> if, like if you can get out of your house spend some time together like, outside um you know we end up going for walks now and Al falls asleep and we just just go for a drink like, yeah. just, just like take the stress off things well we've been to a, a few like we've been to the Toby Carvery we've been to Southern Lettuce <laughs> pretty much anywhere we pass if Al's asleep we're like do you have a quick drink? And I guess that's one thing about like trying to make time for each other. Like even if the baby isn't sleeping and you don't get the luxury of like the evenings on your own in the house, like that's kind of like how we've tried to make it happen. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like we've talked for England. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. I feel like it's like couples therapy. <laughs> but um, 
obviously normally I, I ask the question from you guys every week, but I feel like I've answered, I've asked, hopefully we've answered about 10,000 of them. So if you did have any questions or you had any comments around this podcast episode, um, get in touch, askmumstheword at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a review on the Apple podcast. Quite often, some of the questions we answer are from Apple podcasts. And um, thank you so much for listening to Ashley James' First Time Mum Parenting Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button. And well, let's round it off by saying what's been your what's been the best part of becoming a dad and what's your favourite thing about Alf? I just think like waking up to him every day, his little face when he wakes up and he's half asleep and he sort of, he knows who you are. And he, he now he's at the stage where he mimics. So he loves animals. He loves the wheels on the bus and he starts doing these, What he does the wiper motions, which my mum taught him. Um, every time he does that, I just think, God, this little man, I would do anything for this little kid. To be fair, you were in the gym this morning when he woke up, but he opened his eyes and farted. <laughs> so <laughs> you, I feel like you get the you get the glory parts. I was just like, lol. Just I, I, there's no like, I don't have a favorite part. It's just like seeing him grow every day and seeing him evolve so quickly from sitting up to crawling to standing. You know, every day you're just like, Jesus, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> he's just he's just the best. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't say. My favorite thing about him is probably his breath. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. He always is like, "Let me go sniff of that breath." He <laughs> <laughs> just has the best breath. Doesn't do that to me. No, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, right. I'm gonna gonna let um let you go. Please keep spreading the news and tell another person about the podcast especially this episode if you think it would be useful and i'll be back with another episode same time same place next week when alf will be one oh my god normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.